guys, you're listening to Drunk and Uncultured. We are a drinking problem. God damn it, Lindsay! You know not to have that on there! Hey guys, you're listening to Drunk and Uncultured. We are a drinking problem masquerading as a pop culture podcast. I'm Lindsay. I'm Stephanie. And we are back after a hiatus. Yes. Mini hiatus. Yeah, we uh, took our last episode off and we are back again. And I feel like I'm really far away from the microphone. It's because we have a guest today. We so do we're have not a guest. right in front of the mic for yeah. once. Um, so this is a, I guess we can just call it a recurring guest at this point. Yeah, pretty much. This is his third episode. He's a support, he's a member of the supporting cast. Yeah. Um, we talk about him quite a bit. What's good? It's Joe. There you go. And now he has That's introduced it. himself. Hello. Which is not normal. We don't usually <laughs> let people introduce themselves, but That's you're, you're part of the supporting cast. You get to do whatever you want. I'm, I'm bursting in, whatever. <laughs> you get to do whatever you want. So Joe, you have been on, this is your third time. Um, if you guys are curious, Joe has been on the Parks and Recreation episode from season one, and then a Bob's Burger episode from some season, some season ago. I don't remember, like three <laughs> or four or something. Um, Joe, I think you've already answered these questions, but we're going to re Maybe they've him. changed. Yeah. I think it's been at least a year since you've I, been I think on. it's been a year. Yeah. Um, it was definitely in this apartment, so at least a year. Yeah. <clears throat> um, what is your... Well, you said your name. <laughs> um, favorite think, beer. Favorite beer, favorite piece of pop culture, hit pop culture, and then a weird, weird fact, fact. About, about you. Um, favorite beer, I would probably say, is uh, Apex Predator by uh, Off Color. I think you said that last time, so that, yeah. it's not changed. You know, keep it, keep it steady. It's, it's a, a delicious classic. farmhouse, you know? I, I love it. That's just, that shit's straight delicious. <laughs> that it is. Um, favorite pop culture moment, uh, like of all time. Just favorite thing about pop culture. Favorite pop culture thing. It <laughs> can be like such an unbelievably wide category. Yeah, that's <laughs> the point. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, let's see. Favorite moment of pop culture is landing on the moon 1969 was a big year for people we did go to the moon in 1969 yeah not 1968 but the year after after. i'm glad you got that to go to the moon in that decade and do the other things (laughs) yes i was thinking of that and i was watching a tiktok that was like you know they did shoot the moon landing on location or they you know they did record the moon landing but it was really expensive because neil armstrong and buzz aldrin required that they film it on location. <laughs> I love it's in their contracts. They aren't going to work on a green screen. <laughs> All right, Joe, weird fact. Um, when I go out into the sun from the dark, I sneeze a lot. Oh, that's photosensitivity or something like that. Like, yeah. How many times did you sneeze on your walk over here? Uh, it's two. It's really that's been... That's a quarter of an orgasm. Eight sneezes equals... Releases the same amount of hormones or endorphins that an orgasm would release. So, like, one of my old co-workers, one of your co-workers, when he sneezes six times in a row, he's really close. <laughs> he's about to come. Yes. Um, your last fact was about ripping your pants. 
That's, that's another fun fact. That's my favorite fun fact. That that's I've always our point of reference. People are like, what's kind of fun fact? We're like, well, one time our friend said that he ripped his pants every year in high school. Once a year. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that's been brought up before, after that episode. <laughs> yeah. okay, you know, everybody should know about my shame and horribly awkward years. So, Love it. Um, Love it. we don't, we didn't do a music corner at the beginning of the month, so are we doing one? No, nah, let's skip it. Okay. Um, cool. Well, then we'll, we got a long episode, so. <laughs> we'll go to the beer then. Um, so, Stephanie, what are we drinking? Um, so, today we are drinking Shea Cool Ale. Not Kool-Aid, as I have referred to it several times on accident. <laughs> this is a dry hopped wheat ale from Goose Island. So it was created by the Chicago drag queen, Shea Kool-Aid, and it is described as extra lemony and extra bright. It is, oh, I guess it's also in partnership with Do 312. What to do in Chicago. It's got 20 IBUs and 4.2% alcohol. So, one thing that's really unique about this beer is that a portion of the proceeds actually go to trans tech social enterprises, and this is a group that um, is meant to be a resource for the LGBT plus community, and specifically for trans professionals and job seekers. So, part cool. of the proceeds of this beer went to that organization. This label is also beautiful. It's holographic. The goose on it has eyelashes, which it doesn't normally have. Oh, that's so cute. It's a very pretty goose. What? Um, it's also like... It's glossy. It's glossy. It's nice. And then it also says, she's here, she's clear, and she's a beer. I do love that. That's yeah. a really good tagline. It is a good <laughs> tagline. So let's crack these open. It does have that... InBev money with the, the the tab the tab. So our friend Hannah said that she's had this beer and then described former it. guest former Hannah actually yes. Um, she's she was on... a former Hannah. Her name is Dave now. <laughs> um, she described it as like a better Blue Moon, and I kind of get that, but it's I mean it's a really good. Wheel. I think it's got its own like flavor to it. I agree. Of... It's got more of a lemony flavor, whereas yeah. like Blue Moon has an orangey flavor. Yeah, it's got, got a good amount of hop to it as well. It's got a really, like, it's it's similar to, um... I almost compared it to, like, a Summer Shandy more than a yeah. Blue Moon. Yeah, it's very crisp, and I feel like it would be a really good beer to drink outdoors, like, on a, oh, a sunny absolutely. day. Oh, absolutely. Well, I was gonna say, similar to, like, Dry Hop 312, but yeah. it's got, like, a more Shandy flavor, so yeah. it, like, almost tastes like if you were to mix a Dry Hop 312 with, like, a lemonade or, like, an orange juice well, we or something. can't get this beer anymore, we have a backup plan. <laughs> um, it kind of tastes like that. It's, like, got a really nice lemon flavor it's got like that wheat aspect of it but it's, it's also very like light it but it's got the nice hot profile that you yeah. get with the 312 beers yeah. it's very like porchy like i could totally see oh, us yeah. crushing this on like a porch well i'm gonna crush this very quickly so. yeah no it's very crushable crush it um this is a fantastic job like goose island doesn't typically do collaborations either like this not that i've seen publicized no uh, I, they like, they do a lot of stuff that's like, their good stuff is taproom exclusive, yeah. and you can't get it in distro, and so they didn't really distro this, so this is one of their tap, this yeah. would have been a taproom exclusive yeah. beer, and I like to think that they would have had like a big event, and Shane would have come so, in, too. and yeah. they would have done fun, and maybe done a big drag show at the Fulton Taproom. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, so, yeah. but this is, 
what we got to work with. Um, for sure. And I, it's nice. Like I, I feel like if, even if it was only meant to be like a tap room exclusive, they pulled together like the label and the candy the label's really well. Gorgeous. Um, also I love all the photo shoots associated with yeah. this. Yeah. Did you see the promo the, shoots yeah. of her in a, like a lab coat on the production line? Yeah, I did like that. That was my favorite. I think I sent that to you actually. I mean, a yeah, sure. And then she has a bunch that are like posing outside at the tap yeah. room by the big garage doors. She knows how to pose. Alright, so let's pick three words on this. Okay. Do you want to listen to us say our words first and then decide yours? Sure. Okay. So I'm going to say crisp, lemon, and hoppy. I'm going to say bright, crisp, and lemony. Bright and lemony are the you can same. You can use the same words as us. Like, that's allowed. <laughs> I was like, that was exactly what I was oh, going to yeah, say. Bright can... and lemony. Yeah. Um, you can say the same words. Yeah. Fine. And then I'll say summary. Bright, lemony, and summary. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Cool. So let's get into the episode. And the beer we picked is pretty on topic for what we're going to be talking about. Pretty on topic. Is, is literally on topic. Not pretty on topic. Literally on it's topic. It's literally in correlation with what we're yeah. going to talk about. Um, so we got this beer partially because... Well, not partially. Like, when we were talking about doing this episode, this is the beer we wanted to get. Yep. Generally speaking, we wanted to get this beer in general. No, I in generally that. speaking, we wanted to get this beer in general? Yeah. Sure. Off. Generally. Um, anyways, so it's June, and it's Pride Month. Yes. So, um, in honor of that, and Joe being on, well, <laughs> yeah. we, decided... we brought Joe on because we wanted to do this episode. Resident homosexual. <laughs> no. <laughs> we asked, well, I mean, we asked Joe to come on, and then we said, like, let's do this episode, because this this topic, because yeah. Joe loves what we're gonna I love Drag about. Race. I mean, the moment you say, we're going to talk about it, I'm there. Yeah, so we're talking about drag, RuPaul's Drag Race. The Sorry. greatest reality competition show to ever exist. And then I can't Sorry. not say RuPaul's Drag Race without getting the song stuck in yeah. my head, so I'm already Start right. your engines. RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race. Race. Let the best woman win. Best woman win. <laughs> wow, they should like hire us for the theme song next season. Okay. No, they already have Mama Ru. That's, well, yeah. Well, we can remix the three songs. <laughs> no, well, we Ru- RuPaul will not let anything go if she could make money off of it. All of the songs in the show That's are true. hers. <laughs> and they are available them. on iTunes. She is buying her own rights and paying herself. You know that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, um, Steph, do you want to talk about her story? Yeah, so um, I just made a couple of quick notes about the her story of RuPaul's Drag Race. So... The show actually premiered in 2009, so it's over 10 years old now. 11, yeah. And that is how math works. You can do math. You're an engineer. (laughs) Um, And it aired on Logo TV, which was the first LGBT plus targeted television network. So it was like an add-on with cable and whatever. Um, The show is actually just like a big old, like... Think of, like, America's Next Top Model, but drag queens, and way more entertaining. And, they, and have, like, they actually have talent. Like, generally just more wild, yeah. like, different, yeah. Well, they do, so it's, the competition it's like, is like, top model mixed with American Idol, mixed with America's Got Talent, like, yeah. all of the reality shows mixed <laughs> together. Yeah. And that's what are you sure you guys need to describe what a reality show is? You are a well, pop culture tra- podcast, <laughs> I feel like that should be baseline. Well, so my point was just that, like, the, the, the show was a competition to find... America's Next Great Drag Superstar. 
And essentially there's challenges every week around, you know, acting, comedy, talent, singing, dancing, yeah. costuming, yeah. makeup, makeovers, mm -hmm. everything you can think of under the sun, possibly associated with drag, and yeah. it is lovely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, do we actually so I like I know RuPaul has been extremely famous for like our all of our lives. Like he's been in the industry. But do we? Does anyone actually know why he made the show? Because the, he's the most famous drag queen. Yeah, for money. Everything that RuPaul's <laughs> done is for money. That's fair. There we I go. Mean, like, yeah, in the '90s, he started with the like supermodel of the world and, yeah. and doing all that, and then he had his own talk show. He out there making coin. I did know he had his own talk show. Yeah, yeah. he's hustling. Um, Every fucking day, RuPaul hustling. And so yeah, I think RuPaul was always just like, I'm gonna be on TV. And after uh, his talk show went away, he was like, let's start Drag Race, and he sold it, and it's been... It's a fantastic successful. Yeah. too. So as of the day we're recording, there have been 12 official complete seasons of the traditional RuPaul's Drag Race. There, uh, season 13 was announced for 2021, um, and then there's also additional shows where you can see bits around what they call Untucked which is typically what mm -hmm. goes on in the back room. There is the All-Stars seasons. So there are four full seasons of All-Stars, and then they're currently on the fifth season, right? Because that just started mm -hmm. two weeks ago? Yeah, there's been two episodes so far. And then they did three seasons of a show called Drag U, which was like a drag university. And then there's also been Drag Race Thailand, Drag Race UK Canada, and then Secret Celebrity Drag Race. Fun yeah. fact, I know someone that was on Drag Race Thailand. Oh, yeah? He was a foreign exchange student at my high school. Wow. Yeah, a Facebook friend with him. He's very successful. That one, I, I haven't seen that, but I've heard that the fashion in Thailand was unbelievable. So the guy I know um, did, his entire outfit was a, like, soccer field, and she wore, like, a beautiful little soccer ball in her hair. <laughs> Love a fascinator. So her, perform her stage name is Amadiva. Okay. Because specifically back, like, I remember when I, we were in high school, because... He graduated high school with me. Okay. And um, the name came because he loved Beyonce so much. Mm -hmm. And Beyonce has the I'm a Diva song. So yes. he, it became I'm a Diva. I love that. That's a good, that's a good name. Yeah. It's a great one. He, uh, she also performed, performs as a Little Mermaid. She was big. She was did theater with me. So that's why mm. I was friends with him. But uh, yeah. So that's like her staple is performing the Little Mermaid. As a one man act. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have to say that they probably are not alone yeah. as having that as something yeah. that is a staple of drag queens in the world. Fair. So, yeah. Uh, there is also, I don't, I don't know what it's called, but there is like a YouTube series for after... Um, Untucked. No, All Stars. Oh. Where I believe Raja and Raven... Oh, like, yeah. Fashion photo review. There also, there's like so many. World of Wonder, the production company churns out YouTube videos oh, with yeah. these queens. Because like I feel like the two big ones that they have are uh, Fashion Photo Review, which is generally hosted by Raja and Raven, yeah. and then The Pit Stop, which changes hosts every year. Mm. Currently, for season 12 and now into All-Stars 5, Bob the Drag Queen has been oh, hosting. Queen. Um, and then last season was Trixie Mattel, I believe. Okay. Cool. One um, quick question, and you would probably know the answer to this, Joe. Was were they really gonna move this to Showtime? 
I think that they were. I, I heard um, that they were thinking of moving All-Stars to Showtime because All-Stars has a little bit older of an audience. Oh, okay. And, like, the Showtime, I think, as a network has a little bit more of a... I'd be like, curious. older fan base. Yeah, it's like, I'm... I'm well, I don't pay for VH1. I have a password to someone's VH1 that I watch on. So I do not... I'm not trying to pay for Showtime, but... Yeah. Uh, no, I'd be furious. I was actually telling Steve on the walk up, I was like, they were going to move this to Showtime. And he's like, no one's going to pay for Showtime. They, no, it's going to be like one person's login that like 30 the entire use? world uses. The, <laughs> the entire gay community that watches Drag Race we is had, going to use that one person's login. We had 200,000 views and one subscriber to the <laughs> network. We're not sure how this works. Okay, so um, what was your first realization, like first experience with the show? Um, so I actually started watching, well, I didn't, I've never actually watched the show while it's aired, yeah. but when I was in high school, I was like scrolling through On Demand, yeah. and season two and like season one like from yeah. Logo were on the On Demand to like watch for free with our On Demand, and I was like, I didn't remember RuPaul from being an actor and singing the supermodel song, <laughs> so I want to watch this, and I loved it. I first saw it in 2011. Um, I never, I've never watched it live either, but I watched season three in 2011 where my ex's roommate and I uh, like just basically um, consume some substances and then would watch, like, binge watch it. Um, so that was my first experience. So season three was my first and loved it. Uh, the the first time I really saw it, it wasn't a full season, but in college, um, some friends that I had would have viewing parties, and so I went to a few of them. That was season uh, six. Um, but I didn't really start watching it fully until, like, the first season I saw live was season nine. Okay. Do we want to just start with some of our favorite queens? Yeah. Um. There's been, there's a lot of them. I mean, we said there's been 12 full seasons. Yeah. There's, there's hundreds of queens to choose from. And yeah. it's very hard. They're very good. I just They're listed a bunch. I did too. Because so I figured it'd be Let's easier. go ahead and talk about our favorite queens. <laughs> transition <laughs> <laughs> oh no i thought we were going to transition that entire thing that fine it's fine i'll talk about it <laughs> you knew this was gonna happen i know joe's just making fun of me constantly now i'm really conscious about what i'm saying and how i say it you got it you got to keep talking because i'm gonna make fun of you so <laughs> i mean that's fair all right it's favorite queens go um so i just kind of went by the ones i could think of um, so my first Our one is going in. all of us going in. <laughs> great, 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 great. My first one I said was Sharon Needles. Fair. Season four. Yeah. Loved her. Yeah. She's one of the best spooky queens. She's so spooky. I love also, her. Also very on brand for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Freaking bats. <laughs> Freaking bats. <laughs> That's. Is that, that what you just, like, <laughs> think of me when you hear that sound? Yes. <laughs> I think of, I associate you with that <laughs> that vine. Feel like where it's like the cute little girls yeah. being like freaking bats. bats. I love Halloween. You love Halloween. You're cute. You're you know. So embodying that. Okay, Sharon Needles. Yeah. <laughs> so she's spooky. Loved her. Yeah. I liked her more on her season than like seeing her after. Okay. Because I liked when she was like super weird and like more out there spooky. Yeah. Although. 
she's engaged to a really hot special effects makeup artist right now, so that's nice. Go for her. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, I would say favorite queen is hard. I love oh, we, oh, we're not. We're, not yeah. we're just going in. Yeah, we're not saying number yeah. one. I mean, I okay, could I'm continuing to talk about it. <laughs> we're just yeah. going to go in a circle until we you didn't tired I understood. I'm just trying to talk through it. Oh, okay. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were dumb and didn't hear the beginning. No, no, I get the situation of what's happening right now. Um, God, I missed you, but also <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. You dumb bitch. <laughs> well. You big dummy. You big gummy. <laughs> anyway, it's Shangela. <laughs> I... <laughs> I was watching. Shut up. The adults are talking. It's Shangela. <laughs> <laughs> it's Shangela. I was watching All Stars 3 earlier and loved her. She's so good. I like. I also follow her TikTok, which is hilarious. Drag queens are very good at TikTok. Um, yeah, they are. I follow her TikTok as well. Yeah, but she, like, I, I saw her perform in a Work the World tour, like, yeah. uh, less than a year before she was on All Stars. And I feel like she, coming into All Stars, people weren't, like, that excited about her. But when she performed at Work the World, it was fucking incredible i don't doubt it yeah she's like such a good high energy performer just dancing all over the place so i saw her there and i mean i saw some people like the rest of the world work the world tour was also great i mean latrice royale performed and she did uh i can't stand the rain super duper fly by missy elliott it's life-changing um but yeah shangela was the host and she was incredible and i was so excited for her on all stars three and she did not disappoint she was so good so Except I, for her disco outfit. That was really bad. Disco was cursed on Drag Race. That, that's fair. That's facts. Yeah, that's fair. I also have Shangela on my list, but I, part I of the reason I have Shangela, Shangela is like, list. you see her grow so much from like season two into like All I just Stars love when she came back to and season like, three, but like, and she just shows up in a box. In the box. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you see her like, as a drag queen, because she came in like season two and she had like was a baby drag queen. She had just started mm-hmm. doing. She had a couple like months six of months in, yeah. yeah. And then like, you see her grow so much and like not really know how to do her makeup and how to like dress and like how to. That's so all this stuff. That man. Um, and like flash forward to today, she's been in a movie with Lady Gaga. She has her own show on HBO. She's right. Like toured the world a bunch of times. Right. She's incredible. Right. Yeah. That's kind of what's awesome about her. But um, if I'm going to name a different one, my favorites, one of my favorites is Raja Gemini from season three. Mm, Um, She's fucking fantastic and beautiful. And I love that she, in Drag Race at least, was bending like kind of what drag was. It's a little more androgynous. Exactly. So she like wasn't necessarily like padding and she was, she was more androgynous, but was still kind of like saying... I'm a drag queen, even though I'm dressing like she this. She was so bitchy. I, I know. loved her. She was a Heather. <laughs> um, the Heathers and the Buggers. Yeah. But that's what I loved about her was that she kind of bended, bent the like definition a little bit of what a drag queen was. And that was kind of like controversial in the show because she wasn't like wearing, uh, like wasn't padding. She mm-hmm. was kind of going with her own body. That was um, early in the show too where like at, yeah, to that point three. most people still were doing the traditional, traditional drag. Style. Yeah. It was really fun. I actually just watched <laughs> started season three again the other day and it was very funny because like she walks into the workroom in her I- iconic like monster eye in yeah. a pink mm-hmm. boa look yeah. and 
like Alexis Mateo in a heads up is like, I just don't see her at like the same level as the rest of us. And it's like, nah, bitch, <laughs> she's on a different level because yeah. she's doing that shit. Yeah. Raj yeah. is so good. But the other thing with her that I loved was it was kind of controversial that she was on the show to begin with because she was such a well-established queen at the time and had mm-hmm. been in the I industry. guess I didn't realize that because I didn't ever watch season three until like maybe a year or two ago. Yeah, she was like well-established queen, oh. had been doing drag for like 10 plus years. Like I did know that. She... And so it was kind of, I don't know if it was controversial that she was they always on called the show. They called her old, too. Right, but it was that, like, she was so well-established and had been doing drag for so long that she, like, knew more about it and knew how to do it a little bit better. Um, and that's kind of where it was a little controversial. Because, like, I think up to that point, Drag Race was more for, like, unknown queens and, like, younger queens to, like, make their mark. Yeah, I thought, like, in that first episode as well, like, the the photography challenge that they do is photographed by Mike Ruiz, who Raja definitely knew and had yeah. worked with from her work on America's Next Top Model. Right. And I was like, this is some Rick Morris, honey. That's also the kind of the reason that it was a little controversial is because she did, like, Raja has worked with Tyra and did yeah. was the, the main makeup artist for America's Next Top Model. So it yeah. was a little bit like she was already kind of well-established in the industry. Um, and so her inclusion in it was a little bit controversial for that reason. But also, did she deserve to win? Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So perfection. My next one I had was my favorite comedy queen of all time. She's so bitchy. She's so mean. Bianca Del Rio. <laughs> she's so mean. She's and I, so mean. I mostly like. Mean. I love her in drag, but all of her in between stuff was by. That's what I sold me. Mm-hmm. I love her so much. Have you ever seen her perform? I haven't seen any of these people perform. Oh, I um, like two years ago, I saw um, I saw Bianca Del Rio at mm-hmm. the the Vic. I remember and, when that was touring. Yeah, um, it was such a good show. It's like it's like not for the faint of heart because she is aggressively yeah. mean. Oh yeah, and I mean it was <laughs> She's so an funny. Comic. Yeah, That's what of she course. Made her yeah. It was, oh man, there was a moment where she was in the show and uh, some people started like heckling her or things like that. And there was this girl that like, it, she was like in the middle of a joke and she said something like, that's why you can't keep your legs closed. And this girl was like this, she looked like she was probably like 14, 15, like a younger girl. And uh, Bianca, I, like I think she was trying Wait, to get Bianca. What does that mean? That's why you can't keep your legs closed? She means she's a slut. Like a whore. Oh, legs. I thought you said lights, and I was like, what? No, legs. Yeah. Context clues, let me. Yeah. <laughs> You've had one and a half beers. Yeah, Context and I don't clues. drink very much anymore. Well, that's your own fault. We quarantine, girl. Um, <laughs> yeah, but so she started going in on this girl, and I feel like the, the girl seemed like she kind of knew what she was in for, but then her mom stood up and like started to try and defend <gasps> no! her daughter, and Bianca ruined her. Like, it was, oh like, she. it was a full 10 minutes of the show that she just took this woman and broke her down bit by bit, and, like, I was like, oh, wow. oh you How do you not. not know to not heckle Bianca Del Rio? Yeah. I think it was just because the mom probably came with the daughter, and the daughter was like, it's gonna be fun if she reads me, and the mom misread the situation, and was... Eviscerate. Oh, I would. Yeah. I'd be so scared. Like I'm oh terrified God. of her. I don't want her to be mean to me. I want her to tell me I'm beautiful and to love me. <laughs> she won't. No, no she, she won't. won't. We don't even tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Although Joe did tell me I was cute during this episode. I so. did. 
and it's on the record. <laughs> Where's my compliment? You get it when you earn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, Joe, your turn to go again. Uh, let's see. Other favorite queens. Um, I obviously love Bob the Drag Queen. Bob the Drag Queen is she's so, on my list too. Yeah, drag, she's Bob so funny. And it was just like the season that she was on, season eight. It was like one of the ones where she was just such a clear front runner from the beginning. Yeah. She's like says such a presence on stage, and like I feel like the moment that. I knew that Bob was going to win was the uh, First challenge. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when she walked in the workroom. But uh, the um, Empire episode. Oh, my God. That was <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so, yeah. When she walks in and she's like, oh, are you not ready? Then why did I wear all of this? Oh, oh wait. This. <laughs> the other side of the jacket comes off. Mm-hmm. Um, she just, like, owned the stage every time. And then now sort of post-drag race. And I mean, also pre-drag race, she was really known as a politically forward queen and has really, like, I mean, in the world right now, she's really had a lot of really good kind of podcasts and talks with other queens about racism just in the world in general, but also specifically within the drag race community. I also have Bob the Drag Queen, and it's interesting that you say, like, she was a a front-runner for the meeting for you. I don't know why, but I didn't like her at first. So, like, I think it was maybe, like, I I wasn't used to somebody not having, like, a super clever name. And so I was like, oh, this is just, like, an amateur, whatever. <laughs> oh, how I was wrong. Because Bob the Drag Queen. the turntables have turned. Because <laughs> Bob the Drag Queen was also, is also one of my favorites and was also on my list. And, like, very easily was a forefront winner. Like, won most of the challenges. Like, I feel like nobody was close in her season. Oh, no. I mean... I do, I like that top three, Bob, Naomi, and Kim Chi, like oh, such yeah, an yeah, incredible. Top so that three. brings me to the one I was gonna talk about. Um, Kim Chi is also one of my favorites. Oh, for but sure. But for a different reason, in that like Kim Chi is just so awkward and adorable and sweet. Mm-hmm. Like not a typical drag queen fierce, but like a like just someone that you wanna hug and love because of how like genuine she is. And just, like, genuinely, like, awkward and cute and, like... Okay, but in everything after, she is a shady bitch. Well, like, no, Like, have you seen sure. her talk to other drag queens? She just, like, is absolutely the queen of, like, the backhanded compliment. Oh, like, absolutely. But in that season, like, you could tell that she was, like, just kind of, like, becoming her own, like, coming out. And then, mm-hmm. like, like drag race changed her. <laughs> and, like, made her a full... She evolved into Listen, her, like, final form. She did not hit her peak until that fat feminine Asian song. That yeah. moment, you were like, oh, this bitch. This yeah. bitch right here. She and knows. the thing I she love knows. about Kim Chi is that she's done a lot of makeup collabs. Yeah. And, like, her makeup style for drag was very, like, kawaii. And that was kind of new to that, in my opinion. Like, At least for the show. For the show, yeah. yeah. Not new to, the, like, the industry, but, like, new to the show was nobody, like, really doing, like, super kawaii looks like that. Um, and I loved it. I mm-hmm. had to explain to Steve what kawaii was because of Kim Chi while he was watching oh, Drag Race I with me. I love Kim Chi. It's just cute. Also, that's a great name. Yeah, that's <laughs> such a clever that's such one. A good that's name. A, such a good one. Okay, let's do one more round. Favorite queens, move to the next topic. Okay. Um, Alyssa Edwards. Yeah. I was going between what I wanted to say between either Alyssa Edwards or Violet Chachki. Okay. Because I loved Violet Chachki for all of her corset work. Ugh, yeah. loved it. Uh, but Alyssa Edwards, oh, she is 
everything. <laughs> also, I put her on this list mostly for the moment where she goes, shade. <laughs> I feel like... That's like the most quotable thing. That's the thing that we quote the most. Is just yeah. going, shade. <laughs> like every time. And then every time I shade. open an umbrella, I go, shade. <laughs> uh, Alyssa Edwards is one of the best queens because I feel like one of the things that is really like defining of a drag queen is how far you can sink into your own delusion and she (laughs) is she is at the bottom of the ocean of her own delusion (laughs) and like in such a fun way because it's like you have to go up as you know a big man and be like I look fucking good and most of the time they do look fucking good also she had the back rolls thing (laughs) back rolls I completely forgot about that until just now. <laughs> she has so many uh, great lines, like when her fight with Coco Montrees. Look how fucking orange you look. <laughs> that's that's one of the ones. Yeah. <laughs> In um, the untalked like replications. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> um, what's your next queen? Uh, my next queen, I would say my my favorite for the longest time was Alaska. And still really is. She's so good. I, like, love how she's, like, not, like, a full spooky queen, but she's got, like... She's got more just, of the alternative edge to her, mm-hmm. for sure. And she just, like, hi. her... Yeah, her honey and her, like, character and the way that she just, like, speaks and owns She's a stage. trash queen. She literally shows up in a trash bag. <laughs> yeah. And she just, like, she absolutely owns everything that she does. And I, like... I love her. She's so fun to listen to. I love I, her music. Yes. Her music Your makeup is, is terrible is a fucking banger. <laughs> yeah, Alaska's, I think, my favorite person to have released an album because her music is insane. Yeah. Yes. And, she and released also, an album called Anal. <laughs> <laughs> also, the anus. fact that she said... Oh, anus, sorry. The fact that she said to Alyssa Edwards, at least, or if, dra- if drag doesn't work out, at least you have something to fall back on. Your back rolls. <laughs> yes, the uh, back rolls. But she, I feel like All-Stars 2 is probably one of my favorite seasons of the show overall. Oh yeah, All-Stars and 2 is great. it's so good. And I, she's like such a big part of that. I yeah. mean, that cast overall is incredible. But like, I mean, yeah, Alaska's just so fucking good. Um, Alaska's also on my list. But um, the last one I'll talk about is Manila Luzon from season you do, three. You do well. love Manila. I love Manila Luzon. She's so funny. She's also just like so quirky and crazy. Like she's like crazy. her little like blonde streak that she always had. Um, I just loved her and like she picked the most obscure character to do in Snatch Game, but somehow made it like insanely funny. Um, was it, it was when like she the was pres- Marcos? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like everyone was like, "Who is that? I don't care. It's hilarious." <laughs> <laughs> that's when people do the best in Snatch Game, and that's one of our topics. We'll come back to, yeah. but. So, we talked about favorite queens, least favorite queens. Um, seems to be the next logical thing to talk about. So, one of you guys, do you want to... I started last time. Do one of you want to start? I start. Um, so, I would say... <laughs> be less interested in it. <laughs> Me? Yeah. You were like, um, I mean, I guess. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, one of my least favorite queens is India Farah uh, from season three. She is kind of unmemorable, but she also, like, I don't know, her fashion sense was, like, to wear, like, a chest plate and, like, huge fake boobs. And then, like, basically, like, no clothes. um, And, like, had terrible hair. 
Oh, oh, there well, was the one where she wore like a cowboy hat essentially with like the red hair. Oh, I remember that. Um, and then like the low cut dress with the, it was just bad. As like an actual for, drag queen, like yeah. not so much personality wise, but like for actual like what she was on the show for, one of my least favorites. She is back on All Stars 5 now. Oh god. Um, she has really done a lot better. She also brought the fucking drama. The first episode of All Stars 5 is, it has some deep drama. Her and Derek Barry. Yeah. Um, no, but they, they go back from working in Vegas together. Oh. Um, anyway, watch All Stars 5, at least what's come out so far. There's some deep drama. It's great. And then I'll probably change my mind about her. I mean, maybe she had a Does she still wear huge chest plates? Yeah, but I feel like that's more queens do now. Like, it was... Uh, when she was on season that's three... Why, that's a good point. She, there weren't many queens wearing chest plates. They were mostly just, like, stuffing and, like... Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, like, foam. Like, it seems like her kind of style of drag was, like, out of vogue when she was on season three and, like, is now kind of back in vogue in a certain yeah. way because she really... Her paint on her face was, like very big very dramatic yeah, and yeah. that in season three it was more kind of trying to look like a woman and like um, not i mean yes and no i mean there was carmen carrera in season three that later became is trans um but i don't think she was transitioning at the time i think no that was pre her being yeah. out yeah. at least publicly yeah yeah, yeah. Um, um but I think there were a lot of queens that were, but you're right. There are a lot of queens that were still doing that over top, over the top drag, but they did not do that well as compared to like the, the queens that were doing more realistic like mm -hmm. makeup. Yeah, um, was... and I think that was just a preference of Ruse at the time was for like the more realistic, like more feminine. I I think it was makeup. just kind of in the drag community because like the the style that India was doing at that point was kind of considered old school yeah. then. Yeah. Because like that kind of harkens back to like I mean when you weren't at, at really trying to look yeah. like a woman at first drag, it's like, you, everyone is aware that I'm a man, so I'm going to yeah. really fucking like go wild yeah. with the makeup. And then, you know, when Drag Race first started, it was a little more involved. That actually brings up a good point, because season three actually, I feel like, was, yes, a little bit more of the less over-the-top drag, but it was also a little bit more of the avant-garde drag that they, like, leaned towards. Because, I, I mean... Raja won. She was doing a lot more avant-garde, more artistic drag. Mm -hmm. And Manila Luzon, who came in second, was also doing very similar. Not necessarily like as as avant-garde, like not artistic, out there. but it was still like a little bit more like <clears throat> cartoony, creative than it was like like over the top drag or feminine. Mm -hmm. But then you they had, weren't pageant well, queens. But Alexis Mateo, who yeah. was in third, was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good um, point. Yeah, and she and she was more like of the more feminine, like realistic yeah. feminine side. Yeah, not she, over the top. She's stunning. I yeah. love Alexis Mateo as well. I'm really excited for her. She's home. also she's like extremely likable and sweet. Oh yeah, yeah. so fun. Okay. Um, do you want to go? Do you want me to go? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I can talk about least favorite queen. I feel like I don't like because, like, I feel like. All of the queens, they're bringing their own individual yeah. art, yeah. and I, you know. Oh, I'm not critiquing their arc. I'm critiquing what they appeared as on the show. Yeah, it is, and like. Because like personality-wise, like off-screen too, like mm -hmm. or not off-screen, but like off, like 
stage. Yeah. yeah. The personality. Like, yeah. Not personalities, but like... They're in between stuff, yeah. what they act like in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I would say then probably one of my f- least favorite queens is Eureka. I think oh, she really... same dude. Yeah, she really rubbed me the wrong way a lot of times with like... A, there's an argument that she has with Sasha Velour in season nine before she went home. Um, that really just like, it was very insensitive and like, she was talking about eating disorders and refused to Oh, I remember that. Yeah. She like made a joke and Sasha said, please don't joke about that. I don't find that funny. And then was like, well, I'm the victim because you said that to me. And I just like, I thought Eureka was the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say Eureka, but then I was also saying, uh, Fifi O'Hara. Oh, she, really, she was such a bitch. Even she, on All Stars, she was still. She's like, "I'm gonna redeem myself." No, bitch, you're still a bitch. Yeah, I've uh, that's <laughs> the producers <laughs> no, on <laughs> the producers of uh, Drag Race as a whole love the storyline of "No, bitch, you're still a bitch." <laughs> I will say though, <laughs> that's so, also just a great. It is a great like synopsis of the people that like a lot. The of one thing I find that they, odd like, with... like to like. Ostrac- like not ostracized, but like make, make villainized, villainized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No bitch, you're still a bitch. Yeah, because <laughs> the drag race producers are like, we're here to make good TV, and it's good TV if we promised you that you could come on and have a redemption, and then we crush you spiritually. <laughs> like we, you know, put you near the bottom a bunch, put you like in this. Because Roxy Andrews got like a very similar yeah. arc. Oh yeah, coming like. Getting the villain, I mean, she was a villain in yeah. uh, season five. Oh, she, she absolutely was. She was psychologically Jinx. tortured Jinx Monsoon. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so she came back and, like, tried to be a better kind of person, I think. And I think the producers had a hand in being like, no, we're going to ruin you. And she, Roxy Andrews, I think, was better. Like, in all stars, she was way worse. Like, Fifi was worse. She was so bad. Like, even in all, when she came into all stars, she was saying that people like don't want to work with her, and that's how she moved into like the cosplay world mm-hmm. even more than drag because the drag community basically was like, nah, bitch, like, uh uh-uh, uh, you are awful. Yeah. And that's why she works with like the Boulet brothers now because they do more of an alternative style of drag where mm. she can be like a cosplay performer and still a drag queen and work with them. But like the, a lot of the drag community does not like her. Yeah. And I mean, I, Fifi, like now I think publicly is really more going by Jeremy. It yeah. still acknowledges Fifi O'Hara yeah. as a character, but um, he's doing a lot of like cool, like cosplay stuff. Yeah. Like he uh, recently, I think end of last year did a like, 30 days of different characters from yep. the Harry oh, Potter cool. universe. Um, yeah, and it was really cool. He did a lot of really good, um, interesting makeup transformations into that. So he's kind of like stepped away from the drag community? Um, he's at least, I, he's at least like straddling the, the line. Yeah. He like does multiple things now alongside uh, yeah. that are like in the makeup world. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so that's like one of the interesting things though, because like a lot of these people that I put as like my least favorite queens have done a significant amount outside of the show that Mm. even has been like super beneficial because like i also had the vixen on my list of least favorite because on the show i'm not gonna lie i hated her the entire time she gave a fight (laughs) but then knowing her work here within the city of chicago and specifically her work on the black girl magic program is amazing so she does really good work but and she's actually a good person but Uh like on the show, oh, she was awful. No, and I mean, it, like, it's really unfortunate because she was, I mean, she called it as it was happening that she was going to 
be portrayed as a vindictive mm-hmm. black woman. And it just, yeah, it's yeah. it's so hard. Drag Race is so hard to really judge anyone on, like, like actually who they might be because it's so controlled. It's a reality right. show. It is a reality show. And so you really have to, like, it's it sucks, and it's a really unfortunate part of the Drag Race community is, like, the number of queens that go in to get death threats. Like, I'm sure the Vixen got death oh, threats. Oh, yeah. Um, people in, like, a lot of seasons are getting death threats for simple things like beating a queen that's, like, a fan favorite in a lip sync. Mm-hmm. And it's just really that is insane. Needs to stop. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. Well, with that, you guys want to talk next topic? Because Joe just got real deep on all of us. Yeah. Sorry. I just want to celebrate people and their art. No, <laughs> Let's please. talk about our favorite challenges. Um, and this includes recurring or one-time event. Because I feel like the challenges are a really fun thing. To yeah. Do. Oh, the challenges oh, yeah. are so much fun. That's, I mean... Between the mini challenges and yeah. the maxi challenges, they're just so much fun to yeah. like watch. Agreed. Steph or Joe, do you want to go first since you haven't gone first? Um, sure. I I mean I think most like the best challenge of this season I feel like is usually Snatch Game. Absolutely. Yeah. By far. yeah I mean it's the one that everybody. It's it's an absolute icon of Drag Race yeah. and it's so fun every year. Well, yeah. it's so fun most of the yeah. years to watch it because some if of it's them. Even a train wreck, it's still yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. Yes, I mean that's that's the, that's the point of the show. It's yeah. like it's fun when everyone is doing good and it's also fun when everyone is crashing and burning. <laughs> the producers like do a good job of like yeah. making it funny regardless too. Mm-hmm. Like when when they're crashing and burning, just like the way they cut it. It's just fun to watch them just oh, like, yeah. fuck up if they are. If, like, no one's good. Yeah. And the ones that are good, though, are insanely good. Yeah. Because it's so, it's, I feel like Drag Race is so crazy because no other reality show says, like, hey, you do this one thing and come onto our show where we're asking you to do totally different things that are tangential to what you do. Yeah. Because drag queens are not actors. They don't do impressions. They're not all comedians and that they'll have they to do They can't all comments. sing. Yeah. <laughs> they can't yeah. all dance. A lot of them are makeup artists and yeah. they're like, hey, come in and be a comic actor. Like, write roast jokes. <laughs> no. We I actually that. have, so, I had one of my favorites as the roasts. Between the mm-hmm. roast of RuPaul and the roast of Michelle Visage. They're mm. so funny. The Michelle Visage one was the best because she didn't know that it was going to be <laughs> yeah. about her going into it. Honestly, the way they roast Michelle Visage, like, constantly, like, random little quips at her about, like, how old she is and how much plastic surgery she's had, I live for. Yeah. Like, some of the queens are, like, so, like, shady to her sometimes that it's just fantastic. Yeah, and I feel like Michelle is really good about... Um, she, like, takes it and she, like, she she takes yeah. it in stride. Well, like, she, she knows that she she's kind knows of, like... She knows she gives so much criticism. But she also act. knows that yeah. she's, like, as a person, like, and her personality is very cartoony and, like, kind of yeah. easy to make fun of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, like, her persona on the show is just, like, throw something at me. Like, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, like, I had really big titties and I don't anymore, so let's joke about that. Yeah, yeah. Let's joke about my hair. Mm-hmm. I'm from New Jersey. I like. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, lot, a lot of New Jersey things. jokes. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say one of my favorites is um, like the tea challenge when they have to read each other or not tea challenge like the, reading, the challenge. reading challenge. The uh, library. Yes, the library is open. In the tradition of Paris is burning, the library is open. Yes, that is also one of the lines. But I also yeah. love just like watching them read each other. Oh, it's like, so much fun. Like rip into each other and be like allowed to at this moment. Oh yeah. And then the drama that unfolds after, after. where they're like offended by the things that they've said. 
said about each other. But, and they're like, I can't believe he said this thing that was true about me, but I'm so mad. And they're always like, well, you just dished it out. You can't take it back. I think the worst example of that was Alexis Mateo. Not Alexis Mateo. Uh, Alexis Michelle. Yeah. She season. was the worst. That's exactly was, who I'm thinking. Yeah, because she was uh, like made comments about other queens' bodies. And it was like a reading challenge and fun. And then somebody made Everyone a comment made about comments her. Everyone made comments about her body. Yeah, and she was dead set against it it's like oh no um yeah but some of the like jujubee in her first season was so funny mm-hmm. when she read tyra's like is your barbecue canceled because your grill is fucked <laughs> jujubee just reading was the best in season two because she has like very like dynamic so much dynamics yeah. to the way she's like reading people mm-hmm. oh. yeah she used those glasses right yeah that's like one of my favorite things about the show too is that like it's they're always on and it's like always a performance like as soon as Rue walks in it's like turns on and it's a performance but even when they're backstage it's still like there's still that like underlying performance aspect of it mm-hmm. um, and it's just so interesting to watch because it's like these queens don't turn off yeah yet. it's really interesting because I feel like you, now drag race is so different because the people that are on drag race watched Drag Race yeah. growing up yeah. and know how much they need to edit themselves yeah. and, like, create a character. That's why, like, looking back at some of the earlier seasons, I feel like they're some of my favorites. Like, season three might be one of my season favorites. Season three is my, ab- is my absolute favorite because there were such, like, genuine moments of them, like, legitimately just being assholes to each other. Yeah. Not because the camera's on. They're, like, they <laughs> legit how they are. They're just mean and they didn't like these girls. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, like, fun kind of watching that element where it's, like, now in, you know, season probably, yeah. like, nine-ish on, really, even, anyway, uh, the you're not going to get another Roxy Andrews. You're not going to get someone that is psychologically bullying another contestant because the fans will take them off of social media. Right, yeah. Like, which right. is bad, but it's, like, just not something that is going to happen anymore. Right, yeah. One of my other favorite challenges, though, um, I like how they've been doing the rusicals. Oh, where yeah. it's all, whether they have to, like, sing it live or, like, it's all a lip sync. It's yep. so funny. Like, the one where they were the Kardashians and they did the oh, lip yeah. sync was so good. One of my favorite challenges also was, like, the dance that they had to learn in season it was like um the like the story of Rue's life oh that was a fun one and I can't remember exactly like what season it was but like they were dancing out Rue's like it was like a, it was a ballet out. of Rue's yeah. life yeah um and some like one of these people like one of the queens with a camera who was a dancer and like did fantastic and there were people like there were queens that like were not coordinated and they were like I don't know how to do like it this turn. <laughs> it is always funny because there's always like one or two dancers in any group, and it's so funny to see them versus like season eight with Kim Chi, where they're like, Kim oh just, just step to the beat, Kim. It's just like one, two. It's but fine. honestly, that makes her so much more endearing. That like, oh, like she was so awkward and so off, and it makes you cringe so much. It's like, oh, she's trying so hard. Yeah. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you get queens like Shea Coulee, who yeah. can like move her body like nobody else. Right. And is just so good, yeah. able to hit every beat. Yeah. And it's like the two sides of that spectrum are crazy. Also, the choreographers, I feel like as they've moved through them, have been really interesting. Because yeah. like you had Todrick for a few seasons. 
No, because he like would people would be like, yeah, I don't think I can physically do that, and Todd would be like, shut up, you're gonna do it, and it's gonna be sickening, and then it would actually like get to the challenge, and they did not do it in the actual performance of yeah. it. Whereas like um, the like last couple seasons have been a new choreography choreographer who's really good and actually like really works with the queens and is like let me design a level. routine that will make yeah, you look good yeah I really like that they had Alyssa as the choreographer for one of the challenges oh, because that was fun. she was like what have you come up with and was yeah. like let's see what you've done and then we we'll can work edit. from there we'll edit and we can build from there mm-hmm. that's actually a good point like cause when you bring it up like Todrick seasons it's like awkward and you feel kind of bad cause they're like bad and they're trying so hard mm-hmm. and like it makes sense and I, I agree with you like later on when um, the new choreographer comes in and they work with them and yeah. like it just you don't feel as bad for these queens that are like struggling and like legitimately aren't coordinated and like can't do it yeah so you're right. Like I didn't feel like Todrick was just like there for the drama and was like, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm oh, gonna yeah. make this show fucking sickening <laughs> and like hilarious to watch, like peak drag essentially, mm-hmm. instead of being like a little bit more accepting and opening and like something that you like enjoy watching and like don't feel bad about. Yeah, that's the thing is I feel like I as much as I do love drama and like the drama of Drag Race, I feel like I also really love it just when everybody is doing really well, well yeah. and I love seeing these people highlighted because yeah. these are these are people like at the top of a craft and like yeah it's out of a reality show so many of them are like look at these mediocre people that we've yeah. come and like put into fish out of water situations where, where I I really like like reality shows that are like these are people that are good at their craft and let's see them do it yeah I agree with that now that you mention it like I really like the like um, they do it on All Stars, but it's like the talent show challenge. Oh, like the yeah. The first one where it's like you get to pick what you are the best at, and then yeah. we're going to watch you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, though. Like you mentioned, Joe. Is like I used to watch Drag Race for like the drama and like watching people kind of like be mean to each other because I thought it was like <laughs> entertaining as hell. Everyone loves the drama. <laughs> right. I like, love the shade and the tea and all of it. And But like that's a good point that like it's so much more wholesome and enjoyable to watch now when everyone's doing well and everyone's like excited and happy instead of like constantly feeling like torn down like yeah yeah. that's why uh, season 12 is probably now my favorite season because the the caliber of the queens was so good it was like from episode three which was the first episode that they eliminated someone it was like hard to see people go because they were all really talented and I feel like they also like I was saying before knew how to edit themselves and so they did not they all like saw the producers trying to create drama and were like let's just talk about it and we're really good and just like supporting each other helping each other do like really good drag yeah yeah Yeah, see I enjoy that like like, people supporting people is like something I I enjoy seeing so I Mm -hmm. definitely agree with you there um, we were talking about dancing and choreography, so I feel like that's kind of... I, I want to talk about, like, lip sync for your life. Let's do oh, it. Yeah. And some of the the best performances. Oh, there are so many good lip sync for your lives. Yeah. I think if if I'm picking one, 100%, no hesitations, it is Evie Oddly versus Brooklyn Heights. That lip sync from season 11 is just incredible they do things with their bodies i mean 
They do things with their bodies. You, I mean, have you seen that one? No. Okay, yeah. Because Brooklyn Heights is a... Oh, no, you've sent that to me. Yeah. You've sh- you made me watch it. I'm today. sure I've sent it to everyone that <laughs> hasn't seen it before. It's so good. But yeah, Brooklyn Heights is a trained ballerina. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like an incredible dancer. And Evie Oddly is like a contortionist. And she's able to like move her body... Literally, like, do things with their body that I think would be impossible for 98% of the Well, population. she's a contortionist, so yeah. Yeah. that's literally how that works. It's it's insane. She's And she just incorporates it into the dance so well. And, like, it's just so good. Also, the song is really fun, and it just worked out so, so well. It's such a good lip sync. So I'm going to say, and I know it's, like, super popular, because I've seen it all over the internet, Shut up and drive. Oh, for sure. All Stars season two. Alyssa Edwards and Tatiana. God. It's so basically good. my favorite lip syncs have Alyssa Edwards. So my favorite is Sasha Valore and Shea Coulee. Oh yeah. Uh, to so emotional. Yes. Specifically because of the wig reveal. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. No. Just it's that, one like, of the most iconic like, moments in Drag I don't know, did her she, like, for her to have done that, like, did she know that she was going to make it, like, into, or was it the, that was the first that was song, fine. that was the yeah. first one, yeah, that was yeah. the first one that she did, so right. she had to make it into that, I, like, do wonder, because she, I mean, I wonder how produced it was, because they randomly, it was, like, a 50-50 chance, right. So I wonder if she would have just incorporated the roses into Regardless. the other song. I think yeah. I think she would have. I just think yeah. it worked really well in her it favor because so of the song. Well. Because she had the roses in both of her gloves as but well. But also, like that like that wasn't done in drag race no. before. Like having something under your wig and then like not like not to that. I mean done. having something under your wig is well, like having a wig right. under a wig is like has been has happened. Right, but, but like, like having like the rose because there's right. there haven't been that many ball Queens, I mean, Angina, but yeah, there yeah. Haven't really, ball queens haven't really been a thing, so yeah. like she had a really big space to play with that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good point. Yeah, and I feel like it was unexpected because I think one of the things like she also had are... never lip synced for her life until that point. Yeah, so that no one knew what she could do. That was the first time seeing her lip sync. Yeah, Shay had like Shea, too. did not have a chance at that. It was so unfortunate because, like, I mean, I it, love Shay so much. Yeah, yeah. but her, she did not have an opportunity. That, she was not gonna. Yeah, there was that no, was the same yeah. one where Peppermint did like a wig reveal yeah. and had like the full gown come out, and I was like, "Shut up, give it to me." That's the funny thing, though. Like wig reveals are crazy, but I also feel like they've gotten so over the top that like people are just kind of like. Well, what's coming out now? Like, what are you doing? Well, if you're gonna do a wig three, reveal, they like, did a literal challenge about wig right. Reveals. But if you're gonna do a wig reveal, you have to go over like you have to do something like wild that nobody's ever seen before at this point mm-hmm. in the show. Yeah, because I think like reveals have almost like hit a point where they're too. It's too much. It's too much, and like yeah. I feel like especially after well, there was Sasha's reveal in season nine, and then in season ten with Asia O'Hara and the butterfly incident oh my god that was so funny and they're just like showing the butterfly sitting on the floor yeah the the amount of drama too like the way they produced that it was like like this it was is like the zoomed de- in and then she was so slow and she was just like and like nothing <laughs> it was just like so dramatic the way they like and they then cut her that breasts, together and you could see just like the gauze from it and like the butterfly 
Yeah. I felt so bad for her for having that so well planned, so well thought out. Yeah. To have literal butterflies <laughs> coming out of her chest and nothing happened. It just was a nightmare. <laughs> so I feel like after that, it was like reveals almost crossed into like meta territory. Yeah, they're yeah. kind of meta now. Because yeah, like. But it's the same way with like, um, death drops. Sorry, it's like blanks. Like, they're kind of meta at this point. It's like, how, like how ridiculous can I make this death drop? Like, where can I drop from? Yeah, I mean, they're still like... Aja, kill <laughs> me with that death drop off the platform. Yeah, that's... Oh, that Aja's whole uh, variety show dance was incredible. Three, um, three outfit reveals, death drop off a platform. The voguing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like, the in the meta reveal, like, I feel like Monet Exchange is kind of like done it a few times where she will have like uh, a pussycat wig on and like rip it off to wig. reveal un- the same wig. pussycat yeah. wig underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> like, she... One day exchange in that pussycat wig. <laughs> so, That's like, like she... her thing. <laughs> and she like does that yeah. and then like in, in the season 11 finale, Brooklyn Heights had a just like a black like tarp on that said reveal all over it. And then, like, rip that away into a reveal. It's, like, just, like, the meta-narrative of, like, look, you know we fucking are obligated to have a reveal. That's true. here it is. That's a great point. Like, the reveal meta, like, culture is, like, if there's not a dress under a dress under a dress, why are you doing it? Well, I don't want it. Thinking of, like, the wig reveals, wasn't it Roxy Andrews that really made it, like, a thing? I feel like that, you didn't, you saw it, but she did it. Well, I think at that point, wig reveals were just, like, in the moment, taking their wigs off. Up until that point, really, in Drag Race. Or maybe, like, a wig reveal. You guys ever going to forget that time that Chanel's, like, Medusa hair fell off, and that's why she won the challenge? (laughs) Because, like, she jumped and knocked her own hair off, and everyone talks about it. Yeah, I feel like there was, like, the the wigs falling off in the middle of a dance, really. Like, the first few seasons, it was like, oh, man, they're dancing so hard. And but then in season... It, it became, like, it, well, it, it became, like, a part of the production, like, a part yeah. of, like, the routine. In season four, Milan lip-synced, like, four times, and her wig fell off in every single lip-sync. And that became, like, a running joke. Yeah, and so everybody was just like, out. okay, no, you really, like, should just learn how to put your wig on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it's happened like a few great times. Like Monique Hart had it happen. That was a really good one. That was a good one. Um, It's happened other times as well. But that's a good point that like it started off as like like dancing so hard your wig fell off into becoming like a reveal. Like I'm I'm taking my wig off because this is an emotional moment or this is a very like dramatic moment. Mm -hmm. The best wig reveal I still have ever seen is... Evie Oddly in the Evie Oddly versus Brooklyn Heights lip sync when she does a like a front like walkover okay. and like when she is upside down her wig falls off and she stands back up wearing a different wig. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is good. That was part, I think that was the reason you actually sent it to me was because you're like you're talking about wig reveals Lindsay wig off another <laughs> wig another wig. <laughs> yeah. Just using a flip to reveal a new wig yeah. was just like, because you see it like flip off at the end and you're like, was that a mistake? And she stands up in a different wig and you're like, ah! <laughs> 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 uh, oh boy. So one of the 
topics I had was, and we had kind of started talking about it earlier, was the Snatch Game. Yeah. I'm like, what? Let's, t- let's talk about our favorite Snatch Game performances <laughs> and some of the really bad ones. Yeah, there have been a lot, a lot on both of uh, the Beyonce and Lady Gaga are both curses. Absolutely. Oh, curses. yeah, no. Snatch Game. No, oh, it's so bad. I Like, Beyonce's just been so sad every time. And I think the most recent time was the worst with uh, the Vixen and Asia. Just oh like, my god, when Asia was like the mean mom. The meanest Beyonce that's ever existed. Um, okay, so I would say my favorite Snatch Game performance is Bob the Drag Queen doing Uzo, and I can't say her. Aduba. Aduba. And then switching to Carol Channing halfway through. <laughs> yeah, that was Uzo the point of the Aduba season. Has, has <laughs> where it was just like, and that, that was the point of the season where I was they had talked about how he was going to be good at it because he was a comedian. Mm-hmm. Because she, sorry, she was a comedian. Um, and I feel like at that moment I was just like, oh, no, she's like more than a comedian. Like, this is like fucking hilarious. Yeah, she's I love that she was shit. like, so I really want, she's like, my, my backup, I look nothing like, but I fi- would find it so funny and that would be to do Carol Chang. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, the funny part to me is the fact that she could not pick, so she did both. And that's like peak Bob for me. Yeah, Bob just doing it's both. The only, just it's running the only person that's season. done two characters, right? No. Oh, uh, who's done two since? Widow in this season 12 did oh, both Ike and Tina Turner. Oh, um, oh God. It was no Bob the Drag Queen. Yeah. Um, right. But that was peak Bob the Drag Queen. is like running away, like taking the challenge and running away with it and like winning well if you think about like the first time that someone really did like multiple things was Chad Michaels with the share yeah like the hairpiece changes during the uh what season was that four five five no four four no Chad Michael Chad Michaels was on season two wasn't he I don't think so I thought he was later one I knew he was in All Stars one. I thought it was season four. I thought it was no. Yeah, I think it is season four. Um, yeah, it is. Four. I still have the yeah. Snatch Game Wikipedia open. Yeah, season four. Um, uh, well, no. Yes, yeah, season, season, four. season four and then one All Stars. Yeah, season one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think one of my other like all time favorites is Bianca Del Rio as Judge Judy. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was so funny that Bianca Del Rio pretended she didn't know Judge Judy was uh, Rue's favorite like television <laughs> show. Like, oh, that's Rue's favorite? I didn't know. It's like, every queen Bitch, knows. Know. Every we queen knows know. the best way to win is to do whatever RuPaul wants. Oh, absolutely. Because that's oh, how you win, is, is to do win. the thing that RuPaul says to do. That actually Even Steve to has it. said that, because like we'll be watching it, and he's like, why don't they just do what Ru says? Yeah, yeah, it's so crazy to me. Every time that like RuPaul walks through the workroom and says, like, I think that you should do this, and queens are like, no, I don't think so. It's like, you know she chooses, right? Do what she says. (laughs) She's telling you what she wants to see. (laughs) And that is the only judging criteria. Well, like when Aisha O'Hara was Beyonce, she should have been one of the other members of Destiny's Child, and it would have been so much funnier. Yeah. So that's actually a good topic. You can be a mean, salty Michelle. (laughs) 
Oh my God, Sharon Needles as Michelle was bananas because that that was like the first time that it was someone that was actually tied to the show mm-hmm. that they were portraying and not just like a celebrity. Yeah. And everyone was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> I feel like of everyone associated with the show to do. It is very risky to do Michelle. Oh, absolutely. But it's but I feel like it's like also a the easiest to do Michelle because she's like the most comedic, like she's got the most over the top like personality that you can make fun of. Yeah, but she's gonna read you. Oh, I know. So hard. Oh, I know. She's the easiest one to do, but it's the most risky because oh, she's yeah. gonna rip you apart. My Drag Race conspiracy theory is that. If you are RuPaul on Snatch Game, even if you are funny, he will make the editors make you do bad. He's just like, nobody is me. I am RuPaul. <laughs> I actually agree I with could, you. I, I, my conspiracy theory is that nobody's ever done RuPaul, right? No, Trixie Mattel did. Oh. Trixie, and then someone did it earlier on. Yeah, and they were both terrible. Terrible. Got it. Yeah. But I feel like Ru- RuPaul would be easy to make fun of, so I agree with you. That's a yeah. good conspiracy. Um, Jessica Wilde did RuPaul. That's a good conspiracy. And she theory. was another one that kept falling asleep. And that's they were like, RuPaul, why are you so sleepy? No, that's a good conspiracy theory because I feel like it would be easy to do RuPaul. There's enough material on the internet that you could like find something to make fun of. Yeah, and Trixie did RuPaul because she has successfully done RuPaul yeah. on in her I internet love when presence. In that episode, Shangela was like, I blame you people. You told her this was good. <laughs> she was uh, pointing at the camera. Shangela has the best heads ups because she threw out all of All Stars when she was making everything Game of Thrones references. That was the best. Everything oh, with a Game of Thrones reference. You kept saying, like, you were, I think you were watching it before I started watching it, and then you were sending it to me. Where it was like, <laughs> no, Joe was sending it to me because you were watching it as it was happening. <laughs> Just every like heads up, like. She is the Daenerys Targaryen, and I will not be the Jamie Lannister. <laughs> okay, but what's funny is I knew about that, I think, before I ever watched Game of Thrones, which I think makes it even better. Oh, my God. Shangela did Tina Turner, I think, her third season. Um, Jennifer Lewis. Jen- Jennifer Lewis, yeah. Oh, Jennifer. Jen- think- we're thinking All-Star. No, no, Are you saying three. season three? Oh, season, season three. three. Oh, okay. Um, and it- yeah. It was... Fantastic. And like one of the moments <laughs> that you knew Shangela was going to be a fucking star. Mm-hmm. She's so funny. It is. It's also funny though that we would confuse the third season with Shangela's third season that she was on. Because <laughs> she's been on five thousand. Because we're like, no, because for no, Lewis. Shangela's been on every season of Drag Race. <laughs> Whether you know it or not. I love that, that that's become like a recurring thing. They're like, you're going to bring fucking Shangela back again. Dude, what was it? We were watching like season nine or something and like... They were talking, they were like, there's a big reveal, someone's coming. And they're like, if it's fucking Shangela, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. Oh, Oh my God, it was so great. And it's just like, it's a joke at this point. Like, Mm -hmm. is it Shangela? If Shangela comes back. Well, she was the first one to get to come back for the next, another season. But also, she's Mm -hmm. been on like seven seasons. It's like less weird now, because there are more queens that have been on three seasons. Right, yeah. Because now. Because she was the first At the time, it was so funny. (laughs) Oh, God. I love Shangela so much, too. Like... Right. She had such a good Jennifer Lewis. It probably doesn't hurt that she lived with Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer, motherfucking Lewis. She's, like, close... I think I knew that she 
Lewis. Yeah. With Jennifer Lewis. When she moved out to LA, I don't know when in her career, but she ended up moving into like Jennifer Lewis's pool house. Oh, I did know this because they talked about it on Nicole Byer podcast. Okay, yeah. yeah. Which one? Talk- Nicole has several. Um, she does have several. Mm. So on Why Won't also, You Date Me, uh, Shangela was on, and they uh, she was saying that you know like she her first gig was like Jennifer Lewis's assistant, and now mm-hmm. that sounds right. Now the name is now connecting. Yeah. So I have one last topic that I want to talk about, and I want to know your opinions. Who are your favorite queens that didn't win? Uh, that's so many. Think. Yeah, or like so that should have won. No, let's say didn't win. I, I mean, say, I could say should have won. It's Shangela. <laughs> yeah. Um, pick any of the seasons. I would have. Shangela should have won. I love Shangela. Yeah. I mean, especially All Stars three, and I think everybody has talked about that. I like. I mean, I literally have Shangela on my list. It's Shangela. Shangela should have won at this point. At some point. How has she not won? It is like looking at what Trixie has done after Drag Race. Like, I feel like way less like conflicted about it than it was in the moment because like Trixie oh, yeah. I feel Trixie like is been... such a prolific and like she's yeah. so fun to watch on YouTube well yeah it's like Trixie's really made it big on YouTube so I agree with you I like Shangela was on season 2 and season 3 and then All-Star season 3 and I feel mm-hmm. like All-Star season 3 she deserved to win season 2 and 3 she didn't um yeah so like that that's a good point in saying like I she should have won at some point, but I don't think she should have won the first two seasons. She should have yeah. won season three. Obviously, she shouldn't have won three. season two. She was the first person eliminated. But, like, she but... shouldn't have won season three. Like, yeah. she should have won at some point, but she's only been on three seasons, and, like, two of them she definitely shouldn't have won. Yeah. It's it is fair. just, like... It's just the, shocking that she hasn't won. Anymore. The level of polish that she brought to All Stars 3 was just incredible. And, I mean, you can say that of so many of the queens that were on that mm-hmm. season... Um, All Stars is really just so cool for that because yeah. it's like once you actually like, I mean the the base seasons it's it's like it's cool to a lot about queens. their art and yeah. everything but like so many of the times it's really like you can tell who has money and who doesn't coming yeah. into it because queens spend tens of thousands of dollars on their outfits coming yeah. in and like some people just can't do that right but then a lot of times with All Stars it evens the playing field a lot because like if you're on Drag Race you make good money yeah and so everybody kind of comes to a certain level of similarity that's a good point because like that is something that you notice early like early on and like the early on in each season is like the people that are typically eliminated first like don't have as nice costumes and they're like making Mm -hmm. they have less costumes to work with for like the challenge that rue presents them towards the end well then Mm -hmm. it becomes a challenge of either you brought the best stuff you can make the best stuff or, or you can, you, like, adapt. Yeah. Or, like, you have the best, like, ideas. Of per- like, you can win yeah. through the challenges. Yeah. That mm-hmm. way. Yeah. See, I love, like, there some of the queens that have had the most personality have had, like, a struggle because they don't have the, 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 as much money as other people in right. their original yeah. season. Like, Monique Hart in her season. I loved her. I her, love Monique Hart. Her ability... To just like come up with stuff and make it work, and she Agreed. even talked on that season about her insecurity around like I, I just made this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, she threw together fun outfits in like half an hour that she sewed from fabric completely on the fabric wall that they have. Yep. And it's like it's just so hard to compete when you're like doing that and doing the best you can. And like she made it really far because she's so fun to watch. But then like in comparison to queens like say Miss Cracker. 
who like came in. She had yeah. designers for like every look, yeah. and like I mean, if you can afford that, awesome. She had very cool looks, but it's just like a different playing field yeah. no, for, for the sure. two people. Cool. Um, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about before we wrap? At two hours for a raw episode. Uh, I have some more things I could say. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have to listen to this for two hours. You're gonna love this. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have so much fun tomorrow. No, but I would just say, in you know, RuPaul's Drag Race is an amazing show, but go out and support local drag. Yeah. There yeah. are so many queens that are out there at that, especially in these times of corona go there's so many queens doing awesome awesome shows on instagram live or like twitch streams and they need your money now more than ever so go out there there are people doing awesome stuff support local drag okay well um i think that covers it for this episode all right i'm still laughing i know i can hear you all right, well, I think that covers it for this episode. What Thank do I you normally all for listening is what you normally say. Like, what do I normally say? And then say? we talk about how you to rate us somewhere. And oh, then, okay. No, this is this is the way it's going to be <laughs> oh, on this episode. Fuck. You have to rate us wherever you can. Leave us a review because nobody ever does that. We'll read it if you do. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening through the song. Um, Welcome to Final Thoughts. We're not actually going to do um, a Final Thoughts this episode, but we wanted to use uh, this time to talk about our new format for the segment. So obviously, um, the last few episodes slash seasons, it's been kind of like a nonsense segment where we pretty much take like BuzzFeed quizzes or just like talk about garbage. But we wanted to actually start using this segment to highlight... Um, someone in the beer community that's putting out great content. So moving forward, um, if you listen through the song, you'll hear us talk about and um, intro and give you handles and whatnot for um, someone cool that you should be listening to or following or um, checking out. So just keep an eye out for that going forward. that was the episode so we love hearing from you um and if you want to contact us you can do so through our email address it is drunk and uncultured at gmail.com we are also on facebook at drunk and uncultured podcast our instagram is drunk and uncultured and our twitter is drunk uncultured no and and as always i'm Lindsay, and you can find me on twitter instagram and untapped at Lindsay sold out and I'm Stephanie, and you can find me on Untapped, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr as underscore Stephen Color. And you can also follow my concert Instagram at Shitty Concert Blog. Stay drunk, guys. See you next time.